Well, Cole spent a crap load of money yesterday and he sold quite a bit today. Yeah, he did actually. He bought like two and a half billion dollars worth of stock for the rate set, so... I mean, it's, I think from the transcripts it's pretty obvious that people were preparing for a particular BBSW rate set in advance and executing it and being very proud of themselves when they did execute it, by the way. The bank bill's swap rate, or BBSW, has been in the headlines as the Australian Securities and Investments Commission, or ASIC, launches its case against Westpac and ANZ. ASIC is alleging that traders at these banks rigged the rate, using transcripts of their calls as evidence. The trading rooms around the world are very high-intensity operations uh, where money can be made and lost in, in, in seconds. Hi, I'm Jenny Henderson, Assistant Business and Economics Editor. With me today to unpack the BBSW is... Pat McConnell, uh, Honorary Fellow at the Macquarie University Applied Finance Centre. He writes the Conversations column on financial regulation and can explain what the rate is and how it could be manipulated. Now, there's a whole series of markets which are not run on exchanges, the the so-called over-the-counter markets. And in those over-the-counter markets, typically there has to be a mechanism whereby we can have an end-of-day price. And an end-of-day price is needed for things like contracts, for options, for swaps, generally uh, identifying profit and loss for the day. And typically in an over-the-counter market, those financial benchmarks are determined by experts in the um, market who get together and agree what they think the rate for a particular uh, commodity or uh, financial commodity would be on the day, and that's a financial market. And, and of course, because it's, a, it's an agreement between people and it's effectively a guesstimate, it is open sometimes to conflicts of interest and manipulation. In the end, the rates at which money is loaned and borrowed, particularly uh, you know, in, in the case of deposit rates, uh, deposit rates for investors will be pushed down by manipulation by banks. So I, I always think of it as, as um, the same as the same as somebody polluting a waterway, dumping uh, sewage in a waterway deliberately. And we don't know who's going to be impacted by it. It's called a victimless crime, but we do know that somebody's going to be impacted by it. And notwithstanding the fact that we can't identify everybody who is, it's still something that should be uh, certainly uh, not happen. Because I pushed the one month down, right? It was going to set at 30, right? And then I got it down to 23. I know I've got limit. I just want to... I'm going to just trash them on Friday. I know it's completely wrong, but... I knew it was completely wrong, but f*** it. I might as well. I thought, f*** it. We've got so much money on it. We just had to do it, right? One month ticked up a point. I tried to keep that down because we had a pretty decent rate, but there was quite a bit of resistance, okay? What can we draw from these transcripts that are a part of these court filings that ASIC has put forward? The reality is that the traders knew that because they knew their own positions that they had an opportunity to manipulate the BBSW. And in some cases, they did it, and they did it for the profit for themselves and the profit for the banks they were operating in. So collusion is not essential to manipulation. So uh, there, there is collusion, but it's not, it's not essential. So the, the, transcript, the transcripts that we have been hearing about, yep. it's more about showing the motivation, really, of the, of the traders. It's, 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 it's backing up the case that the traders, in advance of a particular day when the BBSW was to be set, 
and that happens every day at 9.55 in a trading day. When that's about to be set, the traders collecting what they call ammunition, buying or selling stock, and then pumping that stock into the market at 9.55, between 9.55 and 10 o'clock in the morning, with the express purpose, it is claimed and has been proven elsewhere, of manipulating the, uh, the market. And the end result of manipulating the market is that the BBSW is, is nudged uh, downwards by a few points, a few basis points, and that results in a profit uh, for the uh, traders who, uh, who indulge in the manipulation. There seems to be an element of the bank's response as to you don't understand, this is how it usually works, the banking system is complex. Is is this sort of lingo acting as a shield for what's really going on? Oh, yeah. Every, 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 every discipline has its own patois, its own, um, its own terminology, its own lingo. And it is pretty, it, 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 you know, when you first see it, it looks very unusual. But in fact, it's pretty simple. I mean, this is not, this is not rocket science, this stuff. What do you make of the bank's response? I'm 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 perplexed by it. I mean, there's lots of evidence. Well, first of, first of all, all of this stuff has been known about overseas in in LIBOR, and then more uh, dramatically in the in the manipulation of the foreign exchange benchmark uh, a couple of years ago. This has all been known about uh, the stuff that's going on that's that's been um, published by ASIC is equivalent to stuff that's been done in in the UK and Europe and in Tokyo and the US. And in all of those cases, the banks have said, well, you know, yep, okay, um, there was something untoward going on here. For some reason, the banks in Australia are, are saying, well, we don't think there's anything going on, which to me is shows basically a lack of um, understanding of how the markets work. If the ASIC proceedings go ahead and they're found guilty, what's the worst that can happen under law? Is this enough of a deterrent? Well, I think under law, uh, as I understand it, there's a million-dollar fine for every uh, instance that, that ASIC claims, and that runs to something like $16 million, I believe, in the case of Westpac. Plus, obviously, costs will run to much more than that. But whenever you consider that the banks made something like $30 billion last year, in profits between them, the big four banks. Uh, this is nothing more or less than a rounding error. In order to regulate this sort of rorting in the future, are there any overseas models of regulation that Australia should be following when it oh, comes absolutely. to this? Absolutely, and that's been that's been shown by what's called the, the Council of Financial Regulators in Australia, who produced a report quite recently on benchmark and benchmark manipulation, and they pointed out that both in the U- in the UK and in Europe. Uh, new offences, criminal offences of uh, benchmark manipulation have been agreed and are are now part of law. And in the US, um, it's always been part of anti-competitive procedure and is a criminal offence. Now, the CFR, uh, which is really ASIC, APRA and the RBA, have recommended the introduction of a criminal offence in Australia. Uh, That's on the government's entry at the moment, Uh, obviously not to be looked at until after the election. Do you think there's enough impetus for the government to actually follow through and take some action on this? Well, I mean, it's, uh, there, there is a lot going on in the background. I mean, this is obviously uh, grist for the mill for the people who are arguing for uh, a banking royal commission. Uh, but, of course, that's now become highly politicised. But whether it'll happen or not, anybody's guess. Pat McConnell, Honorary Fellow at Macquarie University Applied Finance Centre. 
You can read more of Pat's comments on the BBSW in his column in the business section of the Conversations website. Our theme music is by Ben Sound and you can catch more episodes of Business Briefing by subscribing via iTunes.